You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. My name is Darrow Connor. thank you so much for joining us. Um, Post-WrestleMania week, um, post-sale of WWE week, it's uh, it's crazy. So we're taking a, a bit of a break from our timeline, because uh, we've reached the end of our arc actually. So before we do another one and announce it on the social media, um, we've kind of decided to do a little bit of a different show, to hop into TARDIS and, and go to a random point in history. So to help me uh, break that down and, and cover the waterfront of issues, it is the one, the only, the one and oh, you love him, you know him, Mr. Martin Hardy. How are things, Martin? I'm exhausted. In fact, we're all exhausted here at the Wrestling Rewind the past week from the the multitudinous laps of honour we've all had to do about <laughs> the several things we've been right about for years. It's amazing. It really <laughs> so, is. I mean... It, <laughs> Dara hasn't stopped once the once the sale of WWE was announced. Dara's like, do, do the way Pikachu can only say Pika Pika. Dara for the past week, his language has been reduced to, I told you so. <laughs> well, I did. I mean, everyone said it was, you know, it's the second time in my uh, c- career as a, I hate to use that word for this, but my career as a wrestling, uh, and also I hate to use well, this term, journalist. Well, once you know, we get our right. first, once we get our first Xbox Euro, I think it'll be, <laughs> I think well it'll be okay to call it a career. Can we, can we, can we have like a Darrow's right Euro? You know? <laughs> and of course, guys, over on our Patreon as well, uh, very would be very much appreciated. Uh, the link, the link trees are all there. So uh, the wrestlingrewind.com is where all the links are. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, what a crazy. Seven days. It hasn't even been seven days since WrestleMania. Like it feels like it's been years, but it hasn't even been a week. It's wild, but like this has been the way it has with WWE for the past couple of years. You get large periods of nothing happening, and then ten historical things will happen in you know within the space of three days. You know, you'll go from yeah, everything's quiet, same old business, and then it'll be, oh my God, here's a whole new raft of allegations. And Vince McMahon just quit over Twitter. But he's back, hold on, he's back. Like, it's oh, insane. It's it, it, mental. It, fe- it feels like I'm talking about TNA here in the bad times, where <laughs> you're not talking about the product, you're talking about everything but the product. Well, I mean, it's, it's fairly clear that... Uh, his role in creative is back. So that even that there kind of, you know, the, the gossip and the rumor and the, you know, Everton's going to hell in the handbasket, that's even seeping into the, the actual creative product now. 
Oh yeah, because um, you know, so we obviously when we do go live, it's a Friday, and we're taping this on a Friday. Um, SmackDown, Triple H is going to give an announcement, and we don't know what it is. I've heard two things: either one, he's leaving WWE, which is a bit far fetched, or he's going to be taking over SmackDown. You know, we we don't know which one it is. It, it would be um, it would be strange to announce that in a kind of a like a, a, a kayfabe you know that that sounds like more like a like a backroom appointment um but yeah i'm 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 with you the speech he did on raw was very strange you know come out and rah rah we'll be here forever but it was just it was As odd people it was like, are getting ready to leave <laughs> it was just like well nobody said you won't be like why yeah you're doing this big defiant thing when nobody has said otherwise um so yeah it seems like they're really i mean the impression i get is that they're putting triple h out there as much as possible to give the impression that he is still in charge of creative despite what we've all heard about wrestlemania and about raw that vince has been you know more and more just (laughs) inch by inch getting back into gorilla position and he probably has been i mean WrestleMania didn't feel like it was a Vince show. Raw did. Um, for, for many reasons, really. I thought WrestleMania was quite good. Um, and You know, we, we've covered that in in detail, myself and Dave. So before I go to your thoughts on that, Martin, when you heard the sale, I mean, we, t- we told the story last week, but you weren't there. So, or not last week, Sunday, Monday, <laughs> sorry, Monday. Um, <laughs> so look, we, we, we covered this story um we said that when we were doing our show or when we were doing our group chat, we were and the sale was announced. I said to you specifically, um, you know, you didn't the choice to go with Roman only makes sense if there's a sale, and then the sale was announced. Yeah, I pretty much announced like during WrestleMania because because there were. They were bringing up breaking news to uh, to Triple H at the press conference afterwards. It's crazy. So this is how fast this was moving, you know. Um, so I mean, look, man. I again, we don't know. Uh, it looks like this sale is is c- confirmed. I have. Oh yeah, uh, it's a hundred. It's well, it's 100%. not percent. Not yet. Not yet. Um, they, there is an opt out clause that if it's not done by. The start of 2024, um, it, it can go back. So, I mean, you have a year to kind of do it, but it does look like it's absolutely going to be done. You know, I mean, I, and it's it's funny the thing about it is it's, there's no money involved. It's all stock. So it's all stock in the new company. There's no actual money. Well, the big thing will know. be, um, like, from the point of view of, like, just people like me and you, um, fans or whatever, the big thing will be what happens in, 2025 so this deal with peacock they have um is separate well it's not separate obviously they're they've absorbed the company but it's the deal with peacock stays until 2025 after that that'll be that'll be interesting what happens next because um endeavor are big into the pay-per-view side of things you know the like they have these big UFC pay-per-views for seventy, eighty dollars, you know, oh. a show. Um I'd never pay that for WWE. There's no I, way. 
I don't I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to keep up with the network. Well, because the network is really only active outside of the US. The yeah, doesn't go I mean, in the US anymore. I mean, it makes more sense for them to go back to the network or to you know and just do that because I mean it and maybe up the up the prescription price or do like the tiered thing. I don't know, but but once this deal with Peacock runs out anyway, I would be very concerned for well not because I don't care. Um <laughs> but for WWE fans, I'd say you're looking at a a pretty uh, expensive increase. Cause you gotta remember like see with the with the network or with Peacock, Peacock's mm. even cheaper than the network. Yeah. People have been like you set up these subscriptions and you just kind of forget about them. So as yeah. far as people are concerned, they have been getting WWE for years for free. Yeah. And then at some stage in the in the near future, this company Endeavor is going to start asking them to put up real money to see it again. And it and, and you wouldn't interest no, to see who. Yeah, no, I, I all that will happen is uh, a, a certain website will be frequented. <laughs> uh, and, that's it. and I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Don't it, watch wrestling.org. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like if if they want to go back to that okay that's a terrible business decision but uh i i mean an improved network uh spread out to more eyeballs makes a lot more sense in, in many ways um so yeah it'll be interesting to see what what happens uh what goes forward but before we go into taboo tuesday um which i'm so excited about so i i, I i'm kind of breezing through this um, okay, so two more. Well, the biggest news of the week, obviously, was uh, Roman Reigns is still ahead of the table. Um, I was oh, ecstatic. Lord, I was oh. ecstatic. So I, 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 I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. Um, and I think it's wonderful. I mean, hopefully now he'll go back to being Stardust, and all will <laughs> be right in the world. <laughs> um, it was hilarious because obviously Irish time. Whenever this happened, it was like four a.m. Oh man, yeah. And I mean, the second, the second that third hand went down for the pinfall, my phone just <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was me, Dara, and Dave were all texting each other at the exact same time. The second the third hand went down, like I was, I just texted lol. <laughs> <laughs> I, you um, know, I, I was, I, I did have a bit of the whole. Oh, that's that's anticlimactic. And then I remembered who it was, and I was like, oh, I'm so happy because I would have been sickened. I really would have been because I hate him a lot. Like, um, well, so so here's the thing for me. I like wrestling fans really love the wrestling, and they do get emotionally invested in it. And I just completely emotionally detached from See, WWE in 2019 after the Hell in a Cell thing. Oh yeah, um, Isaac. <laughs> That's I'm totally not. Fair. I'm not buying into this anymore. I'm not getting annoyed or or you know raging whenever they make stupid booking decisions. I'm not caring about these characters anymore because they don't care. Yeah, and because I completely have emotionally detached from it, I'm the same as you. I thought this was hilarious. Just like I'll be honest with you, like I don't know. I mean, he's just not a star. And it's funny that people are starting to say it now because it's like, it's like, because there's some people who are freaking out completely and completely unhinged. And I'm just like, it's Cody Rhodes. Like, it's, but it's, it's Cody you know Rhodes. You know, yeah, but, it's like, come on. 
but do you know what, Dar? It's it's not even the fact that it's Cody Rhodes. He was somebody new, like way before wrestle months and months ago. Uh, me and you were talking about um, like what do they do with Roman Reigns next? Because mm. he has beaten everybody. They yeah. have nobody left. Yeah. To to put forward that that can be credible. You know, it's true. It's true. The Rock is the only one. And but I, then I'm... why bring an established star like the Rock? Why put him over? Because um, that's what they do. You know, it's That's just what they do. I I I'm genuinely stunned by um by the fact that they've booked themselves into this corner. Like it's and it was a good like you say it was a good WrestleMania. It actually yeah. it genuinely was like and well, I like dude. I said to you beforehand, I have I'm not interested in any of this. Yeah, and it, like like any good pay per view, even if you're not interested in it. The, the right talent will will draw you in on the night. Yeah, um, and it did. And look, I was enjoying it. And it, like, I have my issues with the pacing and the production of WWE shows and all that. But That's even, fair, set, yeah. even setting all that aside, mm. there was some good to great matches. There was actually very few. There was only a handful of stuff you'd say was bad. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of the opposite of WrestleMania last year. Yeah. Night two of WrestleMania last year was pretty crappy pay-per-view with mm. an amazing ending. Yeah. And everybody then thought WrestleMania was brilliant because everybody left happy. This was the exact opposite. They built this almost to a perfect crescendo. And then at the last second, they, they wet the bed. I, was, I don't know. I think they made the right decision. Did you know what it reminded me of? Go on. Uh, was it? Revolution 2021 was that the exploding ring? Death oh, match? yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had this amazing show, and then uh, Mox and Omega had this incredible match. Like, they these two lads murdered each other for 30 minutes, they had this absolute bloodbath work of art of a match, and then down to the, to the countdown 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And then the ring, the exploding ring, farted. Yeah, and that that is that is all anyone remembers from that show. That's all anyone wants to talk about when it comes to that yeah. show. And now you have this WrestleMania where the wrestlers put on a genuinely good show, and nobody cares. All it is, all it's about is this absolutely baffling decision they've made. And again, I I think it only makes sense because of the sale. And you want Roman to, to hold the belt for a thousand days. And then after that, I mean, does it even matter? What's the thing with the thousand days? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I think just to do it, it's, it's kind of like the streak. You know, we've talked about it on this show. Like the, the streak wasn't a thing until they realized it was. Yeah. It's, a little, it's like yeah. they walked into it. They're like, Oh, Oh, so well, we here. can use this. So, so come here, from your perspective then, right, yeah. you're you're the booker. Yeah. You've, you've absolutely just destroyed this Cody Rhodes because there's nothing they can do now. Even if they give the belt to him at Backlash or at SummerSlam or whatever, it's not the same. The story oh. reached its emotional peak at WrestleMania yeah. and they flubbed it. So you're the booker. How how do you get the belt off Reigns? Who who do you who do you give it to next? Well, first thing I'd be like, Cody, come here. You're stardust now. 
<laughs> and you know, I I, I legitimately make him a, a contender for the Intercontinental Championship, and that's where he'd say, um, or he'd leave. One or the other. I mean, either way, I'm happy enough with it. Hell, I um, don't even know if I would because um, uh, Walter is has made that belt. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, it's... Anyway, but that's where he belongs. He belongs in uh, that mid-tier, you know, never to reach the, the top. But I think you're... You actually kind of said the name I was going to go for there. Walter is somebody who's who's brought the IC belt to really kind of mean something. And they've built up uh, Drew and Seamus, right? So you've Drew, Seamus, and Walter. Just some names um, that could actually... That you could put against Reigns in a very competitive series, and I think the the re, like taking the Rock out because I do think the Rock is going to win it, right? Genuinely, but if I was the Booker, I'd have those three go against each other um, to try and race for that belt, and that way you have Rome, you have Reigns overcoming the three of them. But, the, but one manages. The point. To, hold on, sorry, not overcoming the three of them, but trying to overcome the three of them, and right. then he just can't, and Walter wins it. That's a more interesting story because the whole story they're telling with Drew and Seamus is that the friends who would stab each other in the back for the icy belt, Walter, who's trying to dominate. And do, do, you think, more, you know, do you think they'd, they'd put the world title on Walter though? They haven't got any deals, but they could. That's what I mean. Like that performance at WrestleMania shows to me that you but, can build a company but around to be a, or even as transitional. Sorry. What they need to do is here, to answer your question, right? They need a transitional champion here, right? But they also they can give someone the big rub. If if they set it up in such a way where Reigns is beaten down by Sheamus, overcomes, beaten down by Drew, Drew just misses out, right? Imperium are are cancelled out in some way. Uh, sorry, Imperium are the the antidote to the the Usos, right? And Walter's yeah. able to get in there. You have a heel champion with his own little crew. Who's like, look, I I overcame him, but he only won because he had Imperium, right? That way you neutralize it. Roman walks away unscathed, basically. And then you can reset. They have to do something like that. I, I do think unless it's unless it's the rock, which again is so silly, but that's what it they'll have to do something where Reigns doesn't come out looking weak. And that's how you do it. You have it right there in Imperium. Like I absolutely love Walter, love Imperium. I mean, genuinely, at this stage, the only people I'd take from WWE to AEW are Walter and, and Asuka. Mm. Um, but I don't I don't think they see Walter as a world champion. No, that's just, why I said transitional. transitional. Just because the, yeah. of the... Not, not anything to do it in the ring. He's amazing in the ring. But, yeah. like, you know, I, I don't really see Walter welcoming you to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> that's why he wouldn't. You know? That's why he wouldn't. What would happen is... He would win it and immediately lose it probably two or three weeks later. To, to who though? Like to, to, to anyone to anyone who to anyone who you want, they they reset. They reset yeah. it off Roman. Or oh, or man, what's more shit. realistic, because sorry, because they're also talking about the draft. Walter wins it, right? It's off reigns. The belt is split up into two, and then you just reset. Because they're going to have to do that. They've booked themselves into a corner here where that it's, belt has to be taken off them. It's mad, isn't it? They'll do it, yeah. Like, sometimes you have to stop and remind yourselves, like, whenever they have these, face these problems, sometimes you have to stop and remind yourself that this is all worked. Yeah. They, 
did this to themselves deliberately. It it doesn't have to be this way. You could have planned it out. It's just, I actually can't get over it. Um, Like initially, whenever they did the ending, it was all just lol, memes, you know, all that crack. But now that I stop and think about it, like this is a, used to be a nine billion. Now it's a $21 billion company and they just cannot help themselves. It's astounding. To answer your question, if I was the booker, that's what I would do. I would get them in such a situation where Reigns walks away. He's be- he's beaten. His crew is completely beaten. But it's done in such a way that it was only it was odds. It wasn't that Walter was the best. It was that he was the last. That's the story. And then yeah. Reigns can come back and challenge for that in a couple of months. Give some time off. It's what makes sense, but <laughs> it doesn't. They won't do it. The Rock is going to show up. The Rock will win. And be head of the table. That's but what surely, they're going. That is what they're going to do. I'm telling you, that's what they're going to do. I mean, they've done it with Goldberg. Where so, right? Let's say they go with the Rock. I suppose the Rock could do a six month run where he actually only has three matches. You know? Yeah. Um, because the matches will be the big thing for him. Because it's uh, apparently it's almost impossible for him to get insurance to wrestle whenever he's filming. Yeah, and he's, he he's, himself every time he and wrestles. And he's always filming. <laughs> he's always yeah. doing a movie. But, well, I mean, look, once they get the belt off reins, right, what they'll probably do is they'll split it up. Either way, because this, this one belt thing, it's it's killing them. Like It really is. They have to split it up into two. Um, or even, you know, again, like the IC belt actually is kind of funny because it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. So get rid of the two belts and, and have the one. Proper bloody, yeah, proper, proper matches. Um, uh, but big props to the the lads like Walter and Andrew and Seamus because, like, for thirty years we've had AC champions who keep saying, "Oh, I'm going to restore the belt to its glory," mm. but they actually have. They actually have, yeah, and that's why I think like there's your number one contenders. They're supposed to be. They're actually showing that they are. Um, well, but, yeah, you know. didn't it? It, it was. Um, I mean, the Kane only dropped it in the Attitude Era, but prior to that, the Intercontinental Title holder was the number one contender. Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, but that's how I would book it um, if I was given the opportunity. But mark my words, the way things are going now, The Rock will come back, and he's the one that will be headed. Because look, the story writes itself. You think you're headed to the table? No, I actually am. And there you go. And now you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. That's the thing. Search your feelings. Now they're a twenty-one billion dollar company. They can pay them to do that. Yeah, yeah. And you just know it's going to happen. And then what do you do after that? Well, that's a different question. But search your feelings, folks. You know it to be true. Um, you really do. Anyway, uh, real quick before we go on to Tabby Tuesday, AW. Yes, they're doing their all out show. Where was I? What was I doing? At 4 a.m. on Thursday morning, I was booking flights and accommodation in London. But you haven't got tickets yet. And I have tickets aren't even out yet. Um, AEW have announced that, I mean, this was multiple big announcements. So firstly, they're doing all in two. So the return of the original AEW, even though it wasn't AEW at the time, but the original AEW pay-per-view. Like that on its own is exciting. They're coming to London, so this is the first time 
not only that they've been in Europe, but the first time that they've been out of North America. So that's exciting. And they're coming to the Wembley Stadium in 90,000 seat arena. Dara, can they fill it? No. No, we don't think so. No. I, think I mean, look, some no. no, 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 no. Okay, here, here's why I say it, right? There are two ways to look at it. But my when when I see something like this, my my impact, my impact. <laughs> that's the only reason why it, it, it triggers it automatically. Right? The reason why is, okay, everyone from Europe will probably go. Some Americans might come over, but you know they could fill it. Cautiously optimistic. However, I have been in the impact zone, and I have been in arenas when the TNA have tried to run arenas. And there's 200 people there. I've been in the tree arena when there were t- when there was 200 people there, and everyone got upgraded to ringside seats. I have been in the impact uh, uh, impact tapings when the arena again at TV tapings has been completely empty. So, <sighs> well, let me let me set your mind at ease, even just a little bit. So, okay. I I personally I think they'll fill it. I think I hope fill they fill it. I hope they fill it. Oh, but I yeah, well, like even just for the wrestling industry and actually for wrestling fans in In Europe. Europe. Yeah. If they fill it, it's good because it it says, Oh, we should do more shows to save the pond. But, um, but yeah, so AEW actually has a bigger television fan base in Europe than WWE does. That's partly down to the fact that, um, in, uh, Britain, and I think I think the big Italy they have a couple of TV deals and but there's most of the countries where they have TV deals they're on the free to air channels. Yeah, the accessibility so, of it is quite good in Europe. Yeah, yeah, um, but also just the fact that it's the first, it's the first one over this side of the pond. Anything new, you know, like coming into a new market or like that, generally gets a big response. But the fact that it's a ninety thousand seat arena, I think they're going to put on just like an all-time insane card. I think you're looking at Punk returning. I think you're looking at yeah. Sting's yeah, retirement match. You I think see, you're yeah, looking at they, Omega they, and one of the top yeah. New Japan guys. They, they really have to roll out the big guns here to make it. But look, I'm as I said, I'm cautiously optimistic. I hope it's Seldo. Or not, oh, not even Seldo. I don't think it'll sell out. But I do think it will, you know... If everyone goes and if because it, like it's not too far away, right? I mean, like if old people immediately want to go, France, right? Uh, you're going. Well, look I'll, at I'll, your big. Look at your big um, European wrestling countries. You've mm. got France, Germany, and Italy. Yeah, like that's yeah. Like look, the majority that's a right of right air flight. Exactly, and a lot of Ireland, uh, Irish people will go as well. Yourself, myself will go. Um, the diehard US and Canadian fans will probably will, go. Yeah, trip, yeah. So look, it. It is a possible, absolutely, but I've sat in an arena with a WDB competitor and there's just been seas of tarp. Yeah, so. well look, I can, if nothing else, I can tell you that it won't be that because apparently within 24 hours of pre-registration opening, they had 25,000 Wow, okay, that's pretty good. Sign-ups. Now it's still quite far from 90,000, but... Yeah, it's it's it, it's better than. But you remember, it hasn't been. It hasn't even been marketed. Like this yeah. has only been marketed so far to the diehards. 
to the people who have been watching yeah. AEW, you know, this yeah. um so I I it's a big it's a tall order. It is. But uh I think they'll surprise a lot of people. And I, I mean I hope so. one of the people there. Well look, as I said, either way uh you're going, I'll probably go um just to see it because I think it's an event anyway. Oh yeah. But, like like that's like a lot of people will go just because it's an event. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I'd much rather I'd much rather go to that than go to Clash of the Castle, you know, which would have been very disappointing. Well, I tell um, you what, Clash no. of the Castle is is a a good um, sort of example to give because it didn't sell out. It, no. it nearly did, but yeah. the reason it didn't sell out was because of the pricing of tickets yeah. was just crazy, exorbitant, crazy, so crazy. I have a friend that spent a grand on two tickets. Technically, she bought four tickets, but still spent over a grand on tickets. So this this is what I think it'll come down to. I think they can fill that arena if they keep pricing under yeah. control. Yeah. No, the thing about it is, it's like keep the tickets between tur- like a, a, a Dublin, not Dublin, sorry, a SmackDown Raw um, taping is about thirty pounds. Yeah, Tur- Look, thirty to seventy pounds. Absolutely see, no problem. It, if you're in Wembley Arena and you're way up in the nosebleeds looking down at a tiny ring, you, you shouldn't be paying a hundred quid for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's like that the fun of the the fun of uh the, the tapings with WWE is you pay thirty euro to sit in the nosebleeds because it's a bit of fun. You know, uh the diehards are gonna pay whatever they're gonna pay for ringside tickets or something like that. But I mean, look. When tickets come out, we'll see. We'll get numbers. We'll cover it. There's, there's a high possibility. You're definitely going. There's a high possibility I'll go. Um, if I so. have to cut the front door of the house off and float <laughs> across the Irish Sea, oh well, <laughs> I am going to this show. Well, either way, you'll have a man on lo- on, on location anyway. We'll get you near peace and everything. Yeah, I'll be our man on the ground. A man on the ground. But, um, okay, we have about half an hour left. So um, let's let's get into the TARDIS. And, oh, and yeah. travel all the way back to October 19th, 2004. Taboo Tuesday, Milwaukee, Wisconsin from the Bradley Center with an attendance of 3,500 people. So, Ooh, in an 18,000 seat arena as well. Yeah, so there wasn't a lot of people here. Uh, this did not have a great buy, right? Actually, it's considered one of the biggest flops in WWE history. Yeah. But... I love this pay-per-view and I don't love it because of the show. The show is pretty bad, but I think it's the most ahead of its time show that they've ever done. And I, for the life of me, Martin, I genuinely do not understand with the, with the, with, with the app, the WWE yeah. app, that they haven't done this again. There is a, a really good idea here. Yeah. And I they mean, just haven't executed it well yet, but ge- genuinely, like we'll take the, the, We'll extract the urine from the show as we go. We will, but, um, yeah, we will, yeah. But genuinely, there is a really good idea in here if they can find a way of of executing it better. Yeah, I and I think this is probably the best one of these that they've done. It's it's interesting though because I remember I remember this show very clearly because you know the internet really wasn't. So in Ireland, folks who are listening in the US might be different, but in Ireland, um. We had the internet, but it really wasn't a thing until 2004, 2005, 2006. That's when broadband started to happen. So dial-up was still 
very much a thing now at this point. You had internet time. Remember internet time? And then everything became internet time. Yeah. So, so that was the world that this dropped in for, for me and probably everyone else who was watching in Ireland. So I don't think I vote within Taboo Tuesday because couldn't. <laughs> I still but, I still remember to this day we got a the first computer we got in the house. Um, if you were on the internet, you couldn't be on the phone. Yeah. And I still remember like I used to regularly hear me dad's voice. Like he'd go out and you'd hear the phone be lifted and then all you'd hear down the hall bellowing, are you on that fucking internet? <laughs> and that was it. And I mean, you had to just, you know, if you were on, you're on the internet, that was it. You, you couldn't do anything else. <laughs> so, I mean, doing this pay-per-view, doing it on a Tuesday one was, you know, I'm all for midweek pay-per-views. I think that's a super cool idea that so they I, should do. I looked this up because... In the 90s, they tried to do this as well. They had they a show called uh, This Tuesday in Texas. Apparently, the so the thinking behind a Tuesday show was that um, they would be able to lead directly out of Raw. So yeah. Raw would be able to end on a high note and yeah. be able to say, join us tomorrow. You know, yeah. like that, it's, that like, was... it's like what they used to do with Heat. Yeah, because I always thought it was bizarre. Yeah. Like, why would you push a pay-per-view on a Tuesday? But I was listening to Grilling with JR earlier, and apparently mm. that's why uh, they were so keen on, on making Tuesday a thing. And look, I think it it just has a different vibe to it because it feels kind of fresh. It feels like you're like, okay, I'm watching something completely different here. This whole show is very much its own thing. Um, the last WWE non-Sunday pay-per-view was In Your House 8, Beware of the Dog. Two <laughs> weird, weird paper names. But yeah, that in was your house, of... eight. Beware of Doug. Two, two. <laughs> um, yeah, part this... four. So this was touted as um, you control the fate of WWE of Raw superstars, the World Championship, and the course of history. Now, this is during the so there, we will have to do some setup during this because there's just so much setup. Um, one is it's Raw. So this was during the brand split. So no SmackDown guys, literally just Raw. Um, this was at a time when WWE was two separate entities as such, um, for better or worse. And fun fact, they actually didn't know who was going to win. Right. Um, for Some of it was work, some of it wasn't. The voting was legit from what I could find out. And the I, IC, I was surprised. I... Yeah, was trying to find somebody like the, it couldn't possibly be a shoot, but yeah, was, I was yeah. saying everything I found said that the voting was absolutely legit. And what's even more funny is Shelton Benjamin didn't know he was going to win. <laughs> Jericho was told as he was going out here, you're losing. So they worked the entire match in the ring. I think that was um, like a, Shelton Benjamin's, you know, he's a hell of an athlete and all that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, he, he doesn't really have it that much in the personality side. But yeah. I think having him win the title was a really good idea because it gave the impression at the start of the show, man, may, maybe anything maybe. can happen. Yeah, yeah it, it was a great decision because, you know, initially, <laughs> so there was some really goofy stuff on the show. There really was, right, when we get into it. But when he won, when he won, the whole crowd was like, oh, whoa, okay. This is, it like instantly made them hot. 
you know, for, for the entire show. And the crowd was quite good. They didn't really lose anyone. Um, here's, here's so me and Dar before the show started had a wee chat and um, I have something I wanted to see if he got the okay, same go vibe as me. But so, because so, this isn't on the radio, folks. We're, we're actually, we're doing this one, uh, you know, after dark as such, so. Oh, is this, can we swear? We can swear, yeah. Ah, oh, fucking brilliant. <laughs> you already swore once, so I don't. I don't want to go. I, did it. I? No, I yeah. thought I. No, uh, I try. I try not. To, I, know, I, try, I know. I know. Try not to give uh, give the editor too much work to do. <laughs> um, so I don't know if it was the fact that it was three thousand people in an eighteen thousand seat arena, and uh, maybe it was that mixed with. Do you know the big area up the front with the with the computers that was to the side yeah. of the entrance, the tech arena. So, yeah, a tech so area. Sorry, sparse crowd. Yeah, everything very bright. Yeah, all these in close camera shots. Everything very bright. Man, this whole pay per view gave me a massive impact. WCW latter day WCW vibe. You know, massive what? latter day. It's funny WCW you say vibe. that because it really kind of did feel like WCW. Like it very was. much so. It did. Yeah, you're you're spot on. You're spot on. And it's funny because. Uh, when we get into it, I was like, "Oh man, this is a WCW thing." Like, you know, <laughs> it really is. I'm so I'm so glad you got the the no, same. So, so I sent you a picture. I, I put it in our group chat. Of uh, I I'll actually, I'll put it up on social media. Um, it, it's a screenshot from from just before the the choose your loser's fate match. Oh, sorry, uh, weapon of choice match, right? And it just looked like a WCW thing. It, it was like a propped up K, a chair and chain and like a, a pipe. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> this looks ridiculous. And I, that's when I was like, oh man, okay, they're just WCW now. Like, that's all this and is. So before we get into the actual matches as well, yeah. Um, here was my main issue with this pay per view. Go on. Go on. They didn't go far enough. If you're yeah. going to do this thing, yeah. like this is this is totally fluffy. This is pure sports entertainment. Nobody is tuning into Taboo Tuesday to you know to see like a Brian Danielson forty five minute clinic. Um, they should have just went ridiculous with these options. They should have set up some stupid gimmicks and just went absolute like, oh, it's Taboo Tuesday. You get to decide the future. Will he use? A chair or a pipe or a chain. No, man, they should have had something ridiculous. Will this be a feeding frenzy piranha death match? (laughs) Will this be? But remember, they were were firmly like it wasn't even ruthless aggression yet. They had just kind of settled into this post win. drunken phase where they're like okay you know I, like, yeah it was it was during the and i hate to use this term because I, I personally don't believe in it um it was during triple h's reign of terror so like <laughs> i mean the term i was used was greatest of all time like it's, i don't know what you people are complaining <laughs> right. about but Glory. <laughs> yeah, exactly i don't know what you're complaining about but uh, yeah it was during that time so uh, i think they so, were kind of like right we're, we're going to go with this really innovative idea we have this and look, to, to be fair to WWE, they've always they've always actually done that from a technological standpoint. They've always been at the cutting edge. Yeah. Like look at and even to the network, they launched a network. You know, when everybody was like, "That's ridiculous." Now everyone has a network. But um, yeah, look, I mean, 
I agree with you. I think for the weapon, and I will get into it because even the concept fell apart in the middle of the match. But right, let's let's start from the top, right? Um, so how this worked? You'd be able to vote all night, okay? So just before the match, they'd go to the tech area and be like, right, who's gonna win? So for so the show opened up and they introduced the basic concept. Um, John Coachman was over in the tech area. I forgot how incredibly annoying he is. Um, he's probably the, <laughs> the, the single most annoying person in WWE history. And that's saying, so, that saying something. That's a, that's a hell of a... An I don't know why I find him so annoying. I just... He gets under my skin like like no, no one no, else I, can. I get it. Like, like, it's he's like the not... ultimate shit-eating heel, you know? But he's not a heel. It's just even if you just stand there, you're like, oh, please. Please he's... go away. I, I completely understand. He's not my particular guy. For me, it's it's Michael Cole. Just, you know, he's like sh- Michael. Shut up, Cole. He, he's like Michael Cole, but with the volume turned way up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas, like, there's no redeeming qualities to the coach. It's just you're just the worst. You know, but if that's the point. He's the best worker ever. But if that's not the point, holy hell, what a bad idea that was. You know. <laughs> so he was there trying to be like, and I think putting him in that position where he's the, the MC, it was like, oh, okay, maybe a bad choice. Todd Phillips was there, who looks like you know a twelve-year-old. So <laughs> it was just hilarious. But anyway, um, yeah. So and then obviously Jerry King and um, Jerry King and Jr. are doing commentary. Yeah, so we had a pretty good commentary team. To be fair, it was uh, it was weird because it was like that. It was like WCW with WWE elements. I think that's kind of the it vibe. It was. It absolutely was. It was like, um, again, because they had the big names there. Yeah. But it looked like an indie company or a smaller company that had spent loads of money to bring in bring bring in big names. Yeah. But still didn't have the production. Like, this is, oh man, this pay per view is so bizarre. There's just, <laughs> I don't know if it's the lighting or the filter, but it just does not look like a like a WWE pay-per-view. There was a bit when Triple H was coming out and um, <laughs> it was so funny. And it sums up how Bush League is the term, right? <laughs> so they were they were wheeling away the lingerie and Triple oh, H was God. walking out and I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? And then when he cuts to him, you know, he stands there and then like the stage is in the way. So there's just a big like uh, girder just in his way. I'm like, what are you doing? Why did go to a different camera angle? It's like they were like, okay, look, we have this show. Uh, we're going to be as cheap as possible, so you know, no, no one, no one go mad, you know. And it, it really did kind of feel that way. It it's very, very WCW, and it's funny because I was actually like, oh, we'll do something fun tonight. I'll find us a weird WCW show, and then I remembered this one. <laughs> so this is where my head was at. I was like, I want to watch a WCW show. So this was you know a, a good midpoint but okay so it started off and this was this was ridiculous right i forgot about this part oh lord it in- instantly dates itself it does yeah yeah it does uh wh- what was it for you what was it for you that 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 that, that did the, the day uh, it was lining all the women up it was having oh, them vote yeah. not on what type of match they were going to have <laughs> but on what the what the theme of their outfits for the match was going to so, be. So yeah, this was a familiar fantasy battle royale. And I mean... <laughs> and then it was the fact that they all voted for a schoolgirl. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just sitting there going, all right, all those choices were, you know, they would all be problematic <laughs> in and of themselves, but... Do you Jerry, know what? 
Jerry Lawler the, was losing his mind uh, the, the whole, whole way. time. The whole, whole time. He has some absolute classic lines that he I've does. noted he, down here. He, oh, do you have um, them? Oh, thank you. Brilliant. But we need, like, as a society, <laughs> we need to come up with a different name for this look. So see that? I'm I'm a, a red-blooded male. I love the, do you know, the the knee socks and the pleated skirt and the, oh, yeah. look. the shirt. Tied. We just need to come up. Like, that's a great look. That's awesome. Absolutely. We just need to come up with a different name for it other than schoolgirl. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We no, just like, need to call it something else. Yeah, it's just, it's so, like, okay, well, we won't talk about it just yet because the lines that I think you have were as they were coming down, like, dressed, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, my God, this is just so... Creepy, like there's one point JR says she's not going to call you Uncle Jerry, and I'm just, oh. dying. just dying. It's like this. Is... So yeah, I mean, look, it dates itself instantly, and you're just like, well, the women have. I have to say, Trish, you know, absolute great sport because she's you know legitimately one of the women that redefined women's wrestling, despite all of this. Um, and Molly Holly as well, just like having none of it, you know, but um. Hall yeah, Stacy Keebler in there. Yeah, but yeah, she was my, she my, was my personal favorite. Yeah, no, she was great, but like at the same time, it's just like you know, she was all in. She's like, yeah, absolutely, you know. But that that that's actually kind of WCW as well because she was doing her Miss Hancock thing, like revisited yeah. basically. Um, but yeah, so that is how we started off the show <laughs> with the girls being lined up, and then right, they're go- that's what the show is going to be or what their match is going to be. Um, and it's for a so, women's championship as well. So there's there's no even pinfalls. It's just basically a Royal, uh, Royal Rumble. Yeah, except it's not even over the top rope. It's just out of the ring. Um, yeah, which I was I listening know. to. Uh, I mean, that's fair enough. Like yeah. a lot of the women they had were not actually like trained wrestlers. So yeah. it's probably a bit much to expect them to like a top rope especially if you're not used to it. I remember when we were learning them and training, mm. the first time you do a top rope clothesline, that's, that's, that's a scary pretty scary. Yeah. Um, but so I was listening to Grill and JR. He does a whole uh, episode on, on Taboo Tuesday. Mm. Um, and he made, <laughs> made a couple of good points. He said the women at the time knew what their role was. Yeah. Like they had the new PG era of the company and it was basically show us as much as you can without getting us kicked off TV. Um, Like, like show us in terms of, you know, be as scantily clad as you can without mm. getting us kicked off TV. But he also said, and I thought this was a really good point, that the women's wrestling we have today, you know, it's actually respected as like a, like a competition and a sport and they're taken as seriously as the men and all that. Yeah. He was saying, we have that because of the kind of the divas era, because even though they weren't doing like great wrestling or anything, they kept women central to the show. So and you know what? We look, we look back at it now and it's a bit, uh, he, he says this was a genuinely important uh, era in the development of women's wrestling, which I thought was a fair point. And you know what? Um, that's, that is a very good point because even so we we looked at wrestlemania 15 in our timeline after that women disappear from the show basically for years they're still on it but not as competitors they're like valets 
yeah, and I yeah, think it's, it's by the it's, end of '99 they're just gone. <laughs> they're gone until like 2001. They so, actually do drop the women's title, don't they? After yeah. uh, Sable, it, yeah, after well, after Sable's big run, I Lund- think. Is it when a Lunder Blaze goes to no, WCW? No, that that's years before. That was the first time it was dropped. The title was dropped. Oh, twice. that was. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, so I mean, look, look. Yeah, was this? And we 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 will get into it, but the names that are there, like Gail Kim, is in that match, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god, there's Gail Kim. You know, I was so yeah. Whenever she came out, I was like, wow, I can believe it. I was like, wow, yeah. Gail Kim. Um, well, you know, she's one of the greatest of all time, like genuinely, and it, it's. It's this weird transition period as well where you're seeing you're seeing kind of like the last vestiges of the attitude era being washed away, but also modern wrestling kind of forming. But it's still, you know, Jerry's still losing his mind. You know, that's that's <laughs> yeah. kind of like the theme. Although I get the I get the feeling that if uh, you know, when Jerry's in Walmart doing his shopping, if he sees two particularly plump melons, he loses his mind in Ale Seven. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so look, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the the opening match. The opening match was Shelton Benjamin, who so they had the lads lined up as well, which was funny. I I that that bit got me right, where it's like all the jobbers just all dressed, ready to compete, and he made a point of that. And I think it was it was kind of cool because yeah. it added. Okay, right. You don't really know. Poor Rhino. I felt bad for Rhino. He's just standing there, like, oh, you know. Okay, I'll go back to catering. Yeah, actually, go on. He, yeah, I mean, you felt bad for any of the games. And Christian. There. Christian had a little thing saying "vote for Christian." I was like, oh man, <laughs> you know. But well, you felt bad for any of the guys there who who didn't get the match. But the you could hear the live crowd. So whenever they were going around them. You could hear the live crowd reacting yeah. to each of the names, and a lot yeah. of the names were just getting no reaction. No reaction. Yeah. Fair play to Rhino. He got a he got a very modest but respectable pop whenever his name was mentioned. And it, you know, it did kind of add that element of, oh well, okay, this is legit. You know, because I've never actually seen that before. You know, where they're like, okay, we don't actually know who's. And now, when I was watching this as a kid, I didn't. You know, I I had assumed it was at some level worked. You know, our day to figure out, but no, uh, Jericho up, went up out. until up until this afternoon when I really looked into it. I just assumed this was all worked. No, like Jericho legitimately was told as he was walking out, "You're losing the belt." <laughs> so, I mean, that's, Jericho, that's funny. He had not. Did you ever hear of the of the way they told him he was winning the the undisputed? Yeah, undisputed title. Yeah, like they were in catering one day. And was it Vince deliberately sat at the next table to him and just loudly said, yeah, you can tell the business is going to hell when they're putting the belt on Jericho. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they told him, hey, you're winning the number one title, the unified number one title. The first guy to ever win it. <laughs> you're going to beat The Rock and Austin on the same night. Oh, That's so funny. But yeah, like the match itself was really good. I have to say, I I actually was not expecting the match to be as good as it was. But it's Shelton Benjamin and Chris Jericho. I mean, of course, it's going to be good in their prime as well. So, um, I think Jericho was an IC champion gets overlooked. Yeah, I think this oh, is like man, his IC, his multiple IC runs yeah. have all like they're peppered with absolute gold. And it's funny because this, like, I didn't expect a match of this quality to be on a show like this. But fair play to Shelton Benjamin, he showed, you know, 
he showed why he could carry this belt. However, the actual win itself was kind of a roll up. It's like really a roll up. Okay, no, fair enough. Oh, no, no, I I actually thought the ending was quite good. So it w- wasn't a roll up. It was a it was a T bone suplex into um, a in in. Well, sorry, it was a T bone suplex into a roll up though, wasn't it? It wasn't like a proper well, no, pin. I, Jericho was still fighting the pin. No, I think it was just the way the way you hook someone for a T bone suplex. Oh, okay. I okay. think whatever way you land the whenever you pin them like that, it looks like a... Because, you know, your leg is between their leg. It looks like yeah, a roll-up. Yeah, kind of it looks like a roll-up, yeah, okay. But I thought uh, Shelton Benjamin's T-bone suplex, I thought it was it had real impact to it. Like, but Jericho yeah, was still moving, though. He was still... He was, like, almost kicking out. It wasn't like... He wasn't, like, finished, which, I mean... But, but that's what I liked about it. He kind of sold it as if he was because the impact of it was so good, he kind of sold it as if he was like momentarily just winded. Right. And he thought okay. he was, you know, I, I really, I thought this was a very good, particularly for this ridiculous sports entertainment show. I thought this was a very good wrestling ending to this match. Um, okay. Yeah. I really I'll, enjoyed I'll, this. I'll take that. I'll take that. I think that's a fair, a fair assumption uh, and some version of the match. Um, then, just before we go on, while we're just, while we're talking about Jericho's Intercontinental Title reigns, man, his uh, I can't remember which year it was, but his run when do you remember him and Benoit had the ladder match for the Intercontinental Title? Yeah, I think one of my favorite things about that is that that is one of the last ladder matches I can remember that was more like the early days, kind of Sean Razor. Mm. Brett ladder matches than what the we Hardys. have now than the Hardys yeah. the TLC and now into and as much as I love it into AEW like the you know you have these massive crazy spot fests yeah. I would actually love to see that again a one on one ladder match two guys using the ladder as a as a weapon as a tool but yeah not triple flipping off into into eight eight pile tables. And... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um yeah, so I a quick word on the setup actually. The set was amazing. So as as WCW as it looked, the the Titan Tron was a monitor and he had a keyboard and I just think it's the coolest set ever. I really do. Yeah. I really yeah. do. I mean look, it looks cheap and dingy, but there is something to be said for physical sets. A hundred, I you know, and look, I understand why um, companies don't do them because, like, you have this, you have to cart this thing around that you only use once a year, and but it gives shows a whole other vibe. I absolutely love uh, physical sets, and WCW was great at them. They were, and again, I think that's probably what what this WCW feel is. It's like, well, okay, this is. A, very much a WCW show in spirit. Yeah. Um, so then look, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the fact that nobody knew what was going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nobody knew what the booking was. Maybe that's why it felt like WCW. So we go backstage and there's a, like a, a B story that's going on, right? Where Edge, Benoit and uh, Shawn Michaels are finding out who's, going to defeat, who's going to face Triple H for the belt. Edge takes it badly, because obviously he's not picked. Benoit's kind of like, oh yeah man, look, it's all good, you know, Sean, go go in. Edge just leaves, right? And it, it's set up that Edge and Benoit are going to go for the 
the tag, tag belts tag. later on. Right. So keep that in mind because it's going to be important. Then we have the women coming out. And look, Trish Stratus looks incredible. <laughs> Genuinely, she she does. She, you know, you forget how, you know. Let's just let's just leave it there. But I mean, everyone no, no, was look, happy. Everyone look, you're happy. still. We're all much more enlightened these days, and yeah, blah blah blah. Spade is spade, you know. Yeah, <laughs> spade is ex- spade. Exactly. I still watch that entrance. God, this is terribly objectifying. While wiping drool from <laughs> this is so terrible. Please, I can't help but look away. This is awful. And, and now the remote seems to have put the put the telly on, on slow motion. This is what's going on here. And what, what, my shirt's falling off. What's happening? <laughs> so I mean, look, it, it, damn it, you, Lawler. <laughs> the difference I think between this and like other things of this ilk. They know exactly what they're doing. They're all in on it. They're all, yeah. you know, and it has a level of good spiritness to it where it's. Yes, there's a, you know, a larky carry on. Yeah, it, it, it's proper kind of like, no, we, we know what we're doing. This is, and like Trish is having the best time as well, which is even funny because <laughs> at the end of it, she's like, no, I'm going to like milk this for as much as I can. And I'm like, okay, this is actually really funny. And- and yeah. do you know what? Go on. Not actually the worst battle royal I've ever seen. I was so surprised. Well, look, right. Look at the ladies that's in it, right? Uh, Nidia, fair enough. Not great. Jazz, really not great. Gail Kim, Victoria, yeah. Stacey, and Molly Holly in there with Trish. And I this was surprised. very good. This was like, very good. I don't remember, like, obviously, because I'm thinking back when I was younger, I was a bit distracted. But I don't remember <laughs> Stacey actually being decent in the like she's not going to win any titles around but actually being decent in the ring like she a lot of the times with women who aren't like fully wrestlers mm. they kind of like awkwardly really look like they're cooperating and they take really awkward looking bumps but yeah. no stacy really threw herself into this yeah and it, it is that kind of cross and that's why it's important as well like without their work they wouldn't have you know overcome all the stuff they had to overcome like look you know, this was a goofy time anyway. We'll get to it with Eugene and Eric Bischoff. Um, oh but, like, you know, they overcame it to, to really kind of establish what women's wrestling is now. <laughs> and, and, and sorry, I, I must say this again, as a, as a lifelong TNA fan, right? One of the reasons why I liked TNA was women's wrestling. Who built that division? Gail Kim and Victoria. Yep. Gail Kim, on her back, built that entire division along with Mickey James later on so i mean come on like the, these ladies they, they really really need to get um the respect that's due however that being said jerry king lawler had <laughs> some amazing lines so i really hope you wrote them down because there were there were many in in the next in the the chrissy hemi match uh but go on what ones did you get so I mean, look, he had the usual slew of, oh my god, I, I can't control myself. I'm on the I'm on the precipice of climax here every time I, every time a new woman walked out of the ring. But the one that really got me was when Stacey Keebler's getting into the ring. Yeah. And she's doing her, you know, draping those two long legs over the ropes and you know, she does that real provocative bend over as yeah. she gets in the ring. Yeah. So like as always happens, the cameraman is waiting Miss, for her and yeah, he misses gets, it. 
he gets right behind her. Yeah. And all you can hear is JR going, get in there, cameraman, get in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, he's, he's right up her arse. Like, yeah. if, if he's any more in there, he'd be giving her a colonoscopy. Like, <laughs> no, no, the, be- the, well, the best line I got was where, because they're all, it was like, they're all dressed as schoolgirls, right? And he was like, oh, you know, I'd love to be a principal. I'm just like, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> and he's just like, well, no, hor- partial the art schoolgirl look. <laughs> And then he's just like, oh, well, maybe not Molly Holly. <laughs> she looks like one of the teachers. And it's just like, that's incredible. Uh, oh, it's brilliant. brilliant. We, need to, we need to come up with a different name for this this look, though. The e-socks, pleated skirts, pigtails, and white shirt. It's a great look, but it needs... A, we can't keep calling it schoolgirl. It needs yeah. a different name. Yeah, it, it, it's... Uh... It's past like, the point. Like I, I, I get it, because we all were teenagers at one stage. You know, like yeah. That I think, like I don't think people like that look because they're perverts. I think people like that look because that was the look when they were teenagers and they were first experiencing, you know, like uh, uh, attraction and and affection and mm. you know really noticing other people so i think that's why people have an attachment to that look but um, it comprehensively <laughs> won on the vote like that 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 still shocked me but i was just like okay and the crowd went mental for it too so i was like all right fair enough but it you know? it goes it just goes to show um how much society has changed since 2004 so there's back no way that would happen there's no way they would even yeah. think of doing something like that nowadays so back in 2004 schoolgirls are sexy nurses are sexy here in 2023 we've obviously had the whole litany of you know jeffrey epstein's <laughs> island and slew of stars so the schoolgirl thing is kind of out and now whenever you think of nurses you just think of someone who's you know, worked into the ground yeah. and paid nothing and constantly on strike <laughs> you know so God, society was so much better back then wasn't so it? much better so much better <laughs> Um, so going from there, we had uh, a backstage segment with um, Laura's assistance, um, and that was pretty terrible. But um, we, we then did go into the next segment, which would be oh, I a have rev- forgotten all about this. So, as I said, folks, there is some setup. I have to say, I love the I love the match card where it's like all the kind of like code and so it looks great. The, bring this back, WDB. This was great. This was really good. Uh, elements uh, of this show like this was a <laughs> this was a terrible show oh but yeah elements of this were you shouldn't throw the baby out of the bathwater. no i mean good look, ideas in here yeah like the show was terrible but the, the packaging around it was really good you know it's like this is a great this is a great little package you know and it was it was two hours and 45 oh, yeah. minutes it, it like, was a super it, tight show like it can be terrible like, so Look, there is some setup on this. So this is the weapon of choice match, right? So we're getting to that in a moment. But there's a, I'm not going to say good video package. There is a video package <laughs> that outlines one of the most confusing storylines in WWE history. So, Mahardy, in real life, was uh, cheated on uh, with Edge and Lita. In real life. Mahardy would then have a feud with Edge um wait hold on a second no hold on a second I'm, I'm confused did that happen before or after this anyway i think i might have no it happened just after sorry 
After, yeah. After, just after. So forget that. That happens in the future. So what happened here was Matt and Lita were in a relationship, right? In real life, as we know, and that would eventually lead to the edge thing, which would be two years later or a year and a half later. Actually, pretty much after this, it would happen. So I'm not, I'm not super wrong. Um, you, you'll have to forgive us, folks. We got our time machine from Little and sometimes we did. We did. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's gone on. It gets a bit so, shaky. It's a bit shaky. So, all right. Matt and Lita are in a relationship, right? Uh, in real life and also in kayfabe. Kane then has a feud with Matt. He wins that feud, marries Lita against her will, and they make it explicitly clear that she doesn't want it. Yeah. Then somehow impregnates her, which also... Well, not somehow, if... I know, I know. Made it explicitly clear she didn't want to get married. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, you know, it wasn't just the marriage; it was the the whole thing that he he, he went through on in storyline. Yeah. Then she somehow comes around to liking Kane, despite S- what happened. Stockholm syndrome, I assume. <laughs> then Gene Snitsky, um, fall uh, causes Lita to fall. The uh, the pregnancy is lost, so the baby is 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 no longer there. And then Snitsky has a feud where it's not his fault, and it would become his team music eventually. Uh, and then he would become a psychopath, basically trying to beat up Kane. And this feud would then lead into this match, which is a the pipe would be the big well, thing. Hold right, on, sorry, so hold on, before. Hold on, so. Before the feud led into this match, the feud led to one of the greatest slash worst moments oh, of wrestling ever when Gene Snitsky drop kicked a baby <laughs> <laughs> to the audience. <laughs> brought oh, came down to the audience with a pram and took a like a baby out that obviously was a fake baby and then just punted it into the twelfth row. <laughs> so the big storyline here is that Kane has a chain. And Snitsky has a pipe, right? So that's where it is. And then they also worked the chair into it at some point, right? So these two hold a chair in, but the I chair wasn't. I, I have an issue with the chair. We'll talk about later. We will. We will. Oh no! I think it's. I think it's going to be the same issue. So the video package kind of covers everything, and it turns out that Lita actually does care for Kane, right? So that's where we are before this. So uh, we get a wonderful visual, which sums up the entire pay per view, and I just love it. It's the it's the three weapons, right? Displayed in the most bizarre way ever. Like they're in a museum or something. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's cheering these inanimate objects and I'm like, this is just silly. And I don't even know why it's so silly. It just it's just so they have little podiums and everything for them. So Co- It reminded Co- me of uh it reminded me of that episode of The Simpsons where uh Homer's an astronaut. The inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> and the, the employee of the month award goes to this inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> so the chain wins. Fair enough. So here is my understanding the of this chain match. Chain wins. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here is my understanding of this before. And it looks like the worst chain ever, by the way. It's not even like a fancy chain with like spikes or anything. It's just a chain. Yeah, and whenever they said chain, I was thinking maybe with a hook oh, or like, something, or even like a like a dog collar match. Yeah, thing. no, it's just a chain. <laughs> so, okay, so my understanding of this match, and they, they never explicitly said it, but it did kind of make. This is where I was thinking, right? You can only use the weapon that they picked. They did explicitly say it. 
Did they? Okay. I I went back and checked. The coach explicitly states that the weapon that is voted for will be legal. Sorry. There's a sign as Snisky's walking down that says baby killer. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then there's a sign that says that it's like vote pro-life, right? Or pro Snitsky. <laughs> oh my God. This is terrific. <laughs> and this is why it's not on the radio because we just can't. <laughs> we just can't. Oh, well, I just noticed those signs now. <laughs> Holy hell. Right, so that was my understanding of the match going in, right? Where we're like, right, they can only use the chain. Within five minutes, they start using the chair in front of the ref. Yeah. That's how Snitsky wins. Just so explain that to me. I don't understand what happened. But this is what I'm saying, like with WWE, it it doesn't matter if it's a crappy little two thousand and four pay-per-view or if it's the WrestleMania where they become a $21 billion conglomerate with UFC and Endeavor. They cannot help themselves creating problems. Like, all you had to do was just say, vote for which weapon they start off with. You yeah, know? that would make sense. Or or they get to carry to the ring with them. Yeah, or one Anything. of them gets to start off holding it. Or... But anything they, they make these problems for themselves, and I don't know why. I don't understand it. <laughs> it's just, like I was watching. I'm like the ref is literally looking right it's, at him. It's like that's that's it. Ref, that's that's a DQ. It's over. That's a DQ. Like, and the match keeps going, and then he wins, and it's like, how did he? That's a DQ. He's DQ'd four times. Like I don't know. So so with a, a, this match and and a match later. Had it made me raise a couple of issues, but yeah. So one thing, uh, do you think, <laughs> do you think Snitsky forgot to pin Kane? Because so the match ends when Snitsky sets Kane's head up in a chair, yeah. kind of like uh, to to Pillmanize him, kind of like the way Brian Pillman's ankle was broken, yeah. Except with his head in the chair instead of his ankle, yeah. And then Snitsky jumps down in it and. Kane starts selling it like mad. He's spitting bleeding everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, and then the the referee's just like, "Oh, this is this is over." And then Snitsky gets out of the ring and walks off. And then, like a minute later, he gets back in the ring <laughs> and pins. Kane. Do you think he forgot to pin him? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because <laughs> the EMTs run in. He's like, "Oh wait, I need to finish the match." And he runs back in. <laughs> he had one job, Snitsky. Oh yeah, no, it's terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible um, altogether. So the other ha- thing I noticed was, so Kane spits up a load of blood. Yeah, right. Great. It's visual. obviously yeah, yeah. It looked really good, but it's obviously a blood pack. Oh, of course. And later in the match, later in the show, uh, in the main event, Ric Flair and Randy Orton. Randy Orton also gets blood really quickly, really weirdly out of nowhere. Yeah. Like I say, I, I'm an AEW fan, so I watch yeah. a lot of blading, so I think yeah. I know a blade job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like a blood... Wasn't there a period around 2004 where they tried this out, they went with blood packs instead of instead of blading? They might have. I mean, the, the, the eternal bleeding thing kind of made sense uh, with the blood pack, but I didn't notice it. 
all I noticed with the main event was Ric Flair was they were both bleeding everywhere and Ric Flair was bleeding more than everybody. I think, I think Ric Flair was legitimately bleeding because Oh man, you just touch him and Rick, he bleeds. He's Ric Flair. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's the John Moxley of, <laughs> of the past. But um yeah, I think this is around that era when they yeah, tried out sense. blood packs for a while. It would make sense. So yeah, um, DMTs take him to the back, and then there's a weird edge promo and sets up for our next match. Which look, I, we haven't broke this out in a while. We're going to um, the KD Vic scale. <laughs> uh, the KD Vic scale. I think this whole segment gets about a five out of ten on the KD Vic scale. So it gets five KD Vicks out of ten, and not yeah. because it's for many reasons, right? I I don't know what specifically makes this so bad it's just kind of everything like look I have to say Eric Bischoff comes out uh, he is a legitimate black belt I think it's in karate. Um his kicks are quite good I will have to say um, he can actually throw some really decent kicks Eugene um, uh, uh, yeah that's that's what gives it the majority so of the, the KGV so for anyone who doesn't know uh, Eugene Eugene plays a developmentally disabled wrestler would that be the yeah he's eric, he's eric bischoff's nephew in do Stalin. they actually do they ever put a name on no. whatever condition he has no no it's just he's just eugene general yeah <laughs> so um, basically so th- yeah it well there's two arguments you made with eugene one of them is that look it's representation true you have a, 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 a wrestler out there with a learning disability, but he's still a he's still out there wrestling for WWE, and he's he you know it's you can make the argument that it's uh, representation. The problem is that <laughs> the guy who plays Eugene is not in any way <laughs> disabled. <laughs> this is the, <laughs> the disabled version of blackface you know like he's yeah, coming out it, and he's doing like he's sticking his tongue out and he's twisting and his hands around really weird <laughs> he's, oh man this is this is uncomfortable and the whole like look again a different time right but the crowd itself are uncomfortable at points and you can see in them they're like oh what are we watching you know um and look yeah it, it was a it was a baby face win uh so the things about so okay the the Basically, losers fates match, right? So, who, whatever loss that was it. So, it was a hair, hair match, basically. So, hair versus hair, loser would get his head shaved bald. Yeah. And Eric Bischoff, you know, was, has been silver for a very long time, right? So, his hair was dyed black for years. And uh, so, I think that's probably Par- why. So, apparently, one of the things, uh, again, that I got from the grilling with JR was that Vince wasn't aware of this. Really? And whenever they started cutting Eric's hair and they found out that he's actually quite grey, yeah. Vince, he lost it. He was delighted. Like, he was so really? happy with this. He got really into it and he got really abusive. Like, like he wow. was so... Do you know when you get excited and you start slagging someone and you go a bit too far? Yeah, yeah. He got really abusive with Bischoff over it. Well, see, I thought, I thought this was fixed. <laughs> Genuinely, I thought this was fixed because I was like, "Oh man, no!" Obviously, they have to, um, you know, they know this is, you know, to to mess with them. 
but uh oh that's surprising so basically what happens then is so um the shave the head thing happens and uh, john and coachman's like oh no uh not really you know let's poll again or let's poll the crowd so that goes back and forward for a while vince comes out and he's like listen <laughs> i promise the people to give them what they want and again i'm like where did this vince go <laughs> you know you never give the fans what they want I promise the people to give them what they want. And what they want is Roman Reigns winning at his third WrestleMania in a row. <laughs> so Vince comes out and he cuts a pretty funny promo, to be fair. And uh, yeah, he's like, if you walk away, Bischoff, you're fired. So Bischoff does get his head shaved. Uh, they they give He gives proper abuse to John and Coachman, which is hilarious. John Coachman has to strip down and wear the dress that's there and... He has to wear for the whole that's night. So Vince, fun. that's Vince has a line. hilarious when he makes him strip down. Like <laughs> it's so, it's one of those things again yeah, very, that's very quite funny. uncomfortable now. But, but it's, it's very, no, it's so funny. It's so funny, and like there's, he says a line, right? <laughs> oh, I think I know line? which one. Uh, you the better be wearing underwear. No, no, it was. <laughs> That was another line that caught me completely by surprise because I was just like, oh, I can't believe he said that. He's like, so he puts it on, he doesn't button it up. And he's like, coach, what are you doing? Putting it up. Don't be a slut. (laughs) 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 Just the funniest line ever. I think I, I think I missed that. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Go back and watch it. Oh, go back and watch it. And he says it and it's just so funny. I must have missed that because I was still laughing for him when he goes, all right, take your shirt off. <laughs> now take your pants off. And you better be wearing underwear. <laughs> no, yeah, when he doesn't button it up, that's when that line comes. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Vince is just, you know, for everything he's done, <laughs> Look, he's he, just hilarious. He's, he's, um, he's one of those. Do you know what he's like? He's like Boris Johnson. This other buffoon gives us this like gives off this impression of buffoonery and because of that he's kind of likable and gets away with all the legitimately terrible things that he does he's um, more like a hachi and even looks like a hachi now from tekken where he's well, goofy but also does this that's a, we forgot know? that at the start of the show we forgot to discuss vince's new oh his new look new, he looks like look. a hachi yeah so he's he's dyed what remains of his hair black and he has grown a pencil thin French policeman's mustache. It's the most bizarre mustache I've ever seen. It's so strange. It's so strange. It like like I think it's like I think that's what it is. I think it's he's going out there with this endeavor thing. He's aware that all these allegations hang over him and he says, Do you know what? If I go out there looking like a fucking lunatic that's all people will only talk about that and people working will f- everybody people will forget about all the here do you remember all those uh rape allegations against vince Vin- vince who the guy with the bizarre mustache yeah what is that mustache about like i, I think that's that wouldn't shock me wouldn't shock me vince is like one step ahead of everybody else he, he, here isn't he actually though like no he actually is like he 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 gets kicked out and he's like right fuck yous come with his old he's he, <laughs> he's Hank Scorpio <laughs> oh man like like I don't know 
in character, like in kayfabe and in reality, like because the, it, there is no difference. Like no, that yeah. Vince that we just saw, that's that's just Vince. That's just him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, you got you guys like Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes who lived the gimmick, but no. There was no gimmick with Vince. <laughs> no gimmick. It was just Vince if, the whole time. If Vince was a penniless fella selling hot dogs out of a cart, he would be the exact same person. Oh man! But no, I urge everybody to go back and watch that segment and just listen to the lines that Vince is saying. Come it's here, comedy um, gold. <laughs> Come here. What do you think of hair versus hair matches in general? I look. Is, I'll be honest with you. No, say go on. Go on. Well, because what I always find with them is, like, I like the idea, it's a good concept, you can embarrass someone, and it's really good if you do have, like, like Kurt Angle, like a top gay who's who's starting to lose the lose the locks, you know, you mm. can do that, and that's a, a transition. Um, what bugs me about them is, they never seem to invest in a good pair of shears. That yeah, can, I think that's the point, though. What you need in the hair versus hair is to get the guy down and and have the crowd because the crowd will be hot for about thirty seconds, you know, bzzzt, 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 the crowd's going mad. But what always seems to happen is to get the guy down and the dudes don't know how to work the shears or they're yeah. set to the wrong level or yeah. the and the whole thing is taking like five minutes and yeah. the, like it burns the crowd out in the first thirty seconds. I think where you saw that most was um, at WrestleMania. With uh, Trump, yeah. <laughs> you know, and basically what kept that angle of what kept that afloat was Austin stunning him, stunning the man a bunch of times. So I mean, like it can work, but I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't see the appeal in it. Um, except for Kurt, I mean, that actually made sense. He was losing his hair, so they're like, right, we need to, you know, it, yeah, it, it can, sense, it can work. It can work. I just. I don't see them as a. I never saw them as a feud ender. I I saw it quite archaic. Um, it's a, it's a hangover from the territories, you know. Um, yeah. I I think I just it can work. invest. Yeah, like <laughs> just invest in a good pair of shears. When Punk did it with Mysterio and lost, I think that's the only time that they actually had a good shears that did it. But yeah, if you're going to do it, have like you know one there that's set at a, at a one and you're just like in, 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 and that's it and you can get it done and over quickly but um, you know what they did here with Bischoff actually was quite good because you know almost by making it look terrible it lo- it, it actually worked because he walked out with like a weird mullet and you know it, it was embarrassing but actually it's the only time that it actually and did it, like in modern wrestling you know I know this is like what 17 years old but it actually achieved its goal of embarrassing someone because two thousand and four. Yeah, two thousand four. It's twenty twenty three. It's almost twenty years old. Oh wow! Okay, I was off. Wow. That okay. make that that make you feel? Oh, I didn't like that. I thought it was. Oh wow! <laughs> that, okay. That hit Thanks, me Martin. watching it as well. Thanks, I Martin. I I I was I that was in like fifteen years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That no, but I had that exact same thing watching. I was like, God, yeah, two thousand four. What's that? Like fifteen. 1450 and then like, no, oh, no nearly 20 years it's 2023 wow. damn okay yeah thanks <laughs> yeah. for that uh, <laughs> I, I had the exact same reaction as you except i got to have it in privacy i didn't oh, have fair. it on a podcast on a podcast but yeah i'm look i mean in theory it can work i th- i think it needs to be a very set um set of circumstances either look the guy's losing his hair uh do it, it makes sense 
and he's like a heel. So there's some kind of reason for it. Or um, you do it this way. I think doing it this way was actually one of the best ways because, yeah, yeah. It, it legit embarrassed Bischoff because he was actually dyeing his hair for years and he ran out. And it's it's the it's the worst Bischoff's ever looked. And that was the point. So it's like, OK, right. That makes sense. But doing it in other ways, it's like, OK, it's kind of silly, you know, but all wrestling silly. But I, I, it's my least favorite of the gimmick matches. Um, other than... Other than like a strap, other than a strap match, because no one can really do them. Oh, come on, man! You know, a good strap match is great, but AEW a bad strap and match Ring of Honor. Not. Oh yeah, but I'm, I'm that, talking that's, about that's I'm talking about yeah. the Rock Brahma Bull match. <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. talking about. A, a, a strap match is. Joe, I always find whenever they do a strap match now, I like, I think, wow, they must have incredible faith in these guys. Yeah, yeah. Because you're 100 percent right. A good one is amazing and a, but that's it there's yeah. the only there's, two options are good yeah. or dreadful yeah absolutely speaking of dreadful um we have <laughs> what a segue weirdest, we're such pros absolutely the weirdest tag team match i've seen in a while it, it's about a 16 minute tag team uh 16 minute long match right it's for the world tag team championship so set up area tonight edge and and benoit didn't obviously get selected for the world title shot so this was their consolation prize against Law Assistants, who not really a good tag team. Well, they are a good tag team, but never really got over. Um, th- this was a weird time in, in WWE where you had like the Highlanders and the Spirit Squad and just awful teams that were there just to to, to take L's. Yeah. And they did. Um, and basically the storyline, the B storyline here was Edge is annoyed, right? So halfway through this match, Edge just leaves. And Benoit wins the tag team belt by himself. I mean, it was it was a good way of putting Benoit over as yeah, but okay, but hold on, legitimately jump, dangerous. But before you jump in, right? When he so it's not like Edge just refuses to compete. He yeah. he wrestles most of the match, and then he just leaves. My question is, would I? Uh, so you're right. I agree with you. It, it does put over Benoit as legitimately dangerous. Um. Again, let's not dwell on that segment. <laughs> uh, didn't even think of that. The... I genuinely didn't even think of that. I said it and then I'm like, okay, no, do I you, need to clarify. Do you know what? I, I think it's time to call, we call time on the Benoit stuff because what I find is that anytime anyone wants to say, and look, the man was an objectively incredible wrestler. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I find that anytime anyone wants to say anything, like if they want to go, oh, that Jericho Benoit ladder match was really good, but uh, of course I I don't agree with the actions of. I think yeah. right, it's been long enough now that we can just assume you do not support Benoit killing his family. That's so you fair. can you could just from now on you could just say it was a good match without having to caveat that you're not a supporter of murder suicide. That's okay. That's fair. Again. This is why this one is not on the radio, folks. <laughs> <laughs> because I would have to spend hours editing this. Show. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, so look, okay, uh, it, it built him up as a legitimate threat. Uh, you can literally beat Lala Resistance by himself. But my question, I, I suppose, and it's weird because I was watching the match. I'm like, okay, this made no sense. Why did Edge not just walk away at the beginning? 
why did he like go in there and wrestle the majority of the match? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, so ra- it's just so random and bizarre. Um, I mean, yeah, it doesn't even make any sense. Like if he'd if he'd gotten like a particularly nasty blow or a particularly rough move done, I mean, he's like, ah, this isn't worth it. Mm. But no, he just kind of he just kind of walks off. Yeah, it was. It, it was very strange. Um, <laughs> one of the other things I noticed from this match was the wee interview they did with Edge before it reminded me so much of Kevin Nash. So they're talking to Edge. Uh, they're going, uh, yeah, you're going for the tag times. And Edge is like, look, I've been a tag time world champion 10 times, but uh, I want the world title. This tag title opportunity, you know, this is uh, just a consolation. And it reminded me of, um, is it when Nash, in the 90s, he loses the world title, but he's still the tag champion. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm still the tag champion. What a pittance. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, Vince just hates tag team wrestlers. Yeah, but this was the time when it was... It wasn't relevant. You know, it really wasn't. It It would bring in guys who were tag team champions and then would just be treated as second rate, you know, and that was it. Um, rewatching this again, actually, I think what may have made Edge walk away is he gets tagged in and the referee doesn't accept it. Then he walks oh. away. So maybe there's more to this than I initially thought. So Edge well, walks away dejected. It's not like he walks off. Okay. So I don't particularly remember the follow up to this. Like, either do I. Does so you don't know? Like, does Benoit find someone else? Does he defend the titles on his own? Does he? I think he defends. The, so okay, I my guess here, and I look it up for next week. I think he defends them on his own, loses them, and then it sets up a feud with uh, Edge. Edge and Benoit. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you come out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Look, right, you want to be the world champion. That's great. We all but, want to be the world, world champion. But you had a legitimate shot at the tag titles. Like, in, in terms of kayfabe, that's still a big payday. Yeah. Why? And even if you're going to interfere in the in the world title match later, yeah, you can still do that after you've won the tag titles. Here's what's bizarre, though, right? Edge leaves, legitimately goes backstage, and some lad is there with a bag. Be like, here you go. And there's a car waiting for him. So, I mean, like, okay, I can understand you left because you didn't get tagged in. But it sends mixed messages. It's like, wait a minute. Your car is on. Like, there's no one in the car, sorry. But the lights are on. So, it's like, did you leave that on the whole... I mean, that's how your battery dies. It's just... Edge, Edge just doesn't care about climate change. Edge <laughs> drives up to the venue and leaves the <laughs> car running. <laughs> so, it's nice and warm. It's like, no, lads, it's freezing out there. <laughs> What's the pay-per-view? Two hours, 45 minutes? Nah, just just leave the engine running. <laughs> just keep it toasty for me. Keep it warm. And, and there's some lad with his bag. It's like, wait, hold on. Okay, so Triple H walked away um, on the last show we watched. Uh, sorry, um, I watched the show in from 2002 where, where DX came back for a night, right? And Triple H turns on Shawn Michaels and then leaves the arena straight away. It was a random raw. And um, that made sense because he gets up and leaves like within five minutes. He goes back and gets his stuff and get hops into a, a limo that's there, you know. 
Yeah. This was weird because it's like, hold on a minute. You had no time to call anybody. Is this like something that some look if I leave, you know, have my bag ready, it it doesn't make any sense. It was weird. It was Yeah, weird. maybe that's uh part of his, his heel gimmick is he has a he has a bag boy. <laughs> your job listen, I never know whenever I'm going to leave somewhere. So your job is to just always just be ready. Okay. And if you're not ready, I'm gonna come get you. I'm gonna spear you in half. Oh man. If you're not but ready, yeah. I'm gonna lock you in my car while I'm at the next show with the engine running and you'll be cooked to death by the heat <laughs> And no windows down. No windows down. So yeah, Ben Moss celebrates with the two belts. And I have to say, the old tag belts look great. Um so Ben Moss celebrating like he's won the big match, which I mean I, I guess he did in, in a sense. But actually, well it was do you know for me, it was the only, and this is so weird, it was the only moment of the night that felt like a huge moment. Yeah, which even was weird, even though Shelton it wasn't. Benjamin, even though it wasn't, yeah. And <coughs> Shelton Benjamin won the Intercontinental title. Like, that was legitimately a bigger moment. Yeah. Uh, we obviously had a world title match. Yeah. Um, But yeah, for me, this, I th- do you know what it is? Go on. I think Ben was... um. Selling uh, of winning expression, yeah, yeah, because it looked exactly like when he won the world title. You know, it's that, that's what I thought too. Yeah. It's that half crying, hugging the title thing. It's like you're like, holy hell, this is a massive deal. Yeah, yeah. So from there, we have our next match. Uh, Christy Hemi, and I forgot Christy Hemi was in this, so she won Diva Search, which was a reality slash competition, kind of like. Um, American Idol to to basically bring in Davis um, against Carmella, not 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 current Carmella, Miss Carmella. Um, she was a Playboy magazine's Miss April two thousand and three, Playmate of the Year for two thousand and four, and was a runner up in Diva Search. So this is a lingerie pillow fight. Now it's exactly what you think it is. Uh, <laughs> The, the the girls undress behind these big yoke mabobs and uh, <laughs> so the, the have these, these box like structures these bo- <laughs> <laughs> and, they have these huge huge screens right so yeah and it's to get a it's to get well it, they're not see through what it is is it's silhouette sorry silhouette. yeah there's a light behind them and it's to yeah. create like a sexy silhouette as the, so the as the girls are undressing so the choice was aerobic challenge which i still don't know what that is uh a lingerie <laughs> pillow fight which okay i've never seen that in WWE before or an evening gown match which we've seen many times uh in WWE. so yep. yeah the, the most horrifyingly with pat patterson and gerald Pesco. <laughs> But, you know, it's funny because like 10% of the crowd still voted for or the audience still voted for the, the aerobics challenge. And I'm like, probably like yourself out of sheer yeah, curiosity. Sheer curiosity <laughs> yeah. I wonder what that is. So so they had like, you know, rails of like clothing there and stuff like that. So the girls obviously go in and change and King is absolutely just apoplectic. By he's just, <laughs> you know, crazy. Just he's just going going off on one and stuff like that. So then well, girls, hold on. While we're talking about King, so they set up these two big screens. Yes, the box girls like go, structures. Yeah, these box like structures. The girls go behind them yeah. and it casts a silhouette. Yeah. Now, Christy Hem he, stands 
Hemi, sorry, stands at the right distance between the screen and the light, yeah. so that it casts her full shadow on yeah. the screen as she's undressing and changing all her stuff. Yeah, Carmelo <laughs> stands too close to the light, so all you get is her lower half. <laughs> so it looks like <laughs> it looks like we're about to have a fight between Christy Hem and this giant woman. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> as they're so as they're as they're changing clothes into their lingerie or lingerie as as we would call it, uh, <laughs> just the sleaziest porn music is playing. Yeah, you know, you know what I you know, you know what I was thinking. <laughs> you know who they should have roped in for this to make oh, a special guest appearance. Don't, don't, don't. You know who. You should have rang up Mark. <laughs> should have rang up Mark Van. <laughs> said, hey Mark, what do you think? <laughs> well, <clears throat> so this is where uh, Mark Van wouldn't have suited because we had the uh, we had Jerry Lawler's Larky Carry On vibes wouldn't have have meshed with Mark Madden's um, sex offender vibes, <laughs> <laughs> but. There's a bit in it where Christy Hemi, right? She bends over and she lifts up this like long tube because you can only see the silhouette. Yeah. And then she starts putting it on her foot, right? Mm. So it's obviously like a pair of stockings or tights. Mm. And all you hear is Jerry Lawler going, Oh my God, what are those? It's like, She's putting them on her foot. It's like, what do you? It's very limited. <laughs> what do you think they are? <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not a helmet. <laughs> like, so there's a bit in the match as well where uh, Christy pulls out the chicken fillets. Oh my god! Yeah, and to start the match, and like Jerry and King, uh, sorry, Jerry and Jr. are like, what? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and the best line is. JR is like, oh, well, a fan has a, a souvenir of Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What is this nonsense? Here. Oh, go on. How, how has, we need to do an eBay search, has. I was thinking this too. Carmelo's someone... bra padding from Taboo Tuesday 2004. Has that ever been put up for sale? It has to be. It has to be. I was thinking that too. I'm like, I guarantee you someone bought that. And it's like enshrined on someone's you know, shelf. Do you know if somebody hasn't bought it, I have an idea for how we could make a quick buck on eBay. <laughs> Remember to wrap the paper you for 2004? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so Christy does actually win. And I have to say, like, Christy Hemia, she was a great uh, addition to Impact Wrestling. I don't really remember her doing much in WWE. Looks great. Great attitude. Seems to be, you know, all there to... um to give 110% to be sports entertained. The other one really didn't seem to be that into it. She hadn't, Carmella, I don't know who she is, had absolutely no idea what she was doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Christy carried this whole feud, I would say. But there's a great line, and by great line, I mean, it's a Mark Madden line, um, from uh, from King. And uh, she has like a bit of, uh, she's a feather in her mouth, basically. And King's like, "Come here, let me, let me help you take that." Oh my god! I'm telling and JR, you, is just there, like King. Please stop. I'm, I'm telling you, that man, eh, 
is is banned from every Walmart in the <laughs> He walks around just screaming at melons or <laughs> salivating over breast of chicken or <laughs> oh no oh sorry hold on hold on hold on hold you'll find you'll find him in a hold on. in a in a catatonic state just <laughs> jacking off bananas in the fruit aisle like he's he's demented there's the best callback right there's the best callback so it, it cuts the outside of the arena right and they're setting up and where the arena is where the commentary boot was this is when they moved it up towards the stage and jerry lawler is with paper towels telling himself off oh my god <laughs> after the match and and this is like and you're still see you're seeing the crew like move all the the box like structures away and stuff and king is just smiling and his eyes are bugging out of his head as he's you know patting himself off and you're like Holy hell! Like this man. At least we didn't get to see Mark Madden. But yeah, we have to see the, the king like this. So, do you know what? Yeah. Uh, J, um, Jerry Lawler needed to be involved in an angle, right? A stipulation match where if he lost, he had to have a wank <laughs> every night. Before he went on air. <laughs> and then it completely changes his character. He's just given like really, really seasoned like um, commentary on the matches. He's talking about the, the technical moves and all that. And then the matches <laughs> where he doesn't have a wank. He's all, Dennis, puppies! <laughs> you can see why this man was in many failed marriages though. It's like... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, then, so the, there's so, there's a, a missed angle. <laughs> there's still time. He's still on WWE television. <laughs> um, but yeah, so again, the Bush League nature of this pay per view, right? So instead of having a video package as the lads are taking stuff away, Triple H walks out, and they're still removing the rails of clothes away. So you have the game playing, and like, um. Uh, a rail of clothes is just going by and you're like what is this how how did you miss this because it just takes so much away from from triple h's entrance you know and then yeah. when he steps in there's just a big bar just in the way and i'm just I like i am okay. the game here's my rail of bras <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is that's what it is and you can just see off to the side as he walks in like <laughs> i the am stage the game the i have a dark secret <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i, I just I thought that was weird. I thought that was like a weird kind of like production oversight for for a company that's so into so into its uh yeah everything it, a real everything's so great. Also, there's one part in the video, and I didn't realize Triple H's Titan Tron was so dark because you weren't able to watch this on uh, on the internet at the time because you know YouTube wasn't a thing back in 2004. Um, yeah, there's like so much blood in Triple H's video pack, uh, Titantron video. There's a bit where there's just blood everywhere, and you're like, "Wow, okay, they they really are making him look like a killer," you know. Um, so yeah, there you go. It's something I never noticed before. Also, the bit from 2000 and 2000 SummerSlam where he attacks uh, Kurt Angle on the stretcher. Also, something that I didn't realize was in the um, Titantron. Oh. So, look, different times. Oh, I mean, now, I we, really... now we can watch it, but. I really miss when um, wrestlers Titantrons were actual footage of their matches, yeah, their me big too. moments rather than just their name spinning around. Yeah, like, but it's a different time as well. Like, it's funny because 
you can go back and watch just you know the lame uh, Titan Trons now, but at this time you couldn't. And I mean, the, even HBK's one looks great, but when he came out, he was selling his knee that he was limping to the ring, and it was kind of disappointing. It was anticlimactic because I'm like, why did you put yourself forward if you're injured? You know, it it, it took away from the match. I well. I, as a Bret Hart fan, I have many things to say on Shawn Michaels and his various foley leg and knee injuries. I was very disappointed with this match. I, I will be honest with you. I was very underwhelmed. I've seen these guys go out and have incredible matches, even randomly on a Raw. It, this but do you know one. what? No, it's so weird you say that. Because do you know what this felt like? What? Like, okay, so it felt like a WCW show. It did, it also, yeah. It, did. it also felt like just an episode raw. These matches didn't have any huge, like, pay-per-view feel. In fact, if they're not going to go with uh, Taboo Tuesday, because, again, there is a kernel of a good idea in here as a pay-per-view, I think they should make it an episode raw. Just have an episode raw where people vote on their app for and then you can do it and see what the response is like and then see if you want to do it as a as a pay-per-view in the future but i, I think it would make like for an, a fun interesting different from the run of the mill episode of raw um, i agree I, I you know doing it as a pay-per-view is probably a bad idea but doing it as a an episode of raw or smackdown be unreal yeah call it random raw or whatever but uh, I, I actually Happy Monday, you. Cyber Monday, Cyber Monday. There you go. It's already a thing. And yeah, Manic Monday. Just come up with some name for it. Cyber Smackdown. Um, but I actually completely agree with you on this match. Uh, like, I. F- it's just like, disappointing. Isn't I it? obviously know they're capable of better, but this yeah. is why. This is why it felt like an episode of Raw. Mm. I know they're capable of better. It felt like they were holding back. Yeah, the whole for, time. The yeah, because yeah. you know on Raw, what happens is you get these big matches, but they're not actually going full tilt. They're holding back because the big match is going to be at the pay-per-view. Yeah. This felt like they were holding back for whenever the big match is. So, but yeah, this is I the got, big match. <laughs> but this is the pay-per-view, yeah. So yeah. I got a distinct Raw vibe Yeah, off this. And Edge basically the finish of this comes where Edge um spears HBK um from a referee distraction and and, uh, and he does it he does a Dolph he does a Dolph Ziggler. It yeah. should have been me. It should have been me. <laughs> but yeah, very disappointed. Um HBK didn't really look great. Triple H obviously is amazing. Um but yeah, just very no. disappointing. The like, blood back think back from that. Sorry, period of re- sorry, oh yeah, so think back to that period of wrestling, man. A Triple H versus Shawn Michaels match. That's huge. Yeah. That's that's a, legitimately huge, yeah. That's a WrestleMania main event, like Yeah. I, but that's why the so crowd bu- that's so why bizarre. the crowd voted for it. That's why the crowd voted for it. Because they expected more and it just didn't but deliver. Again, I think this is where this is where they missed out. Because this is clearly a B level pay per view. Oh, so I, I think, think it's really D level. Oh, D level. <laughs> this is like this we is have a, this idea. Like here you this go. This is the velocity of pay per view. Yeah, but, this is. <laughs> um, but this is where they missed out. Rather than having like, like an actual what should have been a big match, they should have had 
should have something really interesting here. They should have brought in, I know like they don't like this term or whatever, but they should have brought in either a really well-known indie gay, uh, a legend, you know, like a legend, some... Well, some, Shawn Michaels who could, and... Who could still Shawn, go. Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, they're the two. And remember, Undertaker was on SmackDown. Yeah. And a lot but, of other stars were on SmackDown no, as well. No, but, so but bring back... Of, I mean, a legend who's not active anymore. Some oh, you would... They, they would do they would do that in the next in the next Taboo Tuesday and Cyber Sunday. They they would do it. Yeah, they would do it. I'm yeah. actually tempted to. Should we do the next one? Do you want to do the next one? Okay. Okay. We'll do, we'll do the next. Yeah, one then, but yeah. I would love to see like like especially if the voting is real. It's like all right tonight Triple H for the world title will either go up against Shawn Michaels or Doink. <laughs> That kind of happened. <laughs> that kind of happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, not in the next one, but in so- with Cyber Sunday, they really leaned into that kind of. Um, they leaned into that very much. That's so. good. Did, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that then, because I think with something like this, you have to just go ridiculous. Yeah, and it, Cyber Sunday is when they would really kind of lean into that. So the next one is kind of more of the same. Um, but look, to finish this out. Um, we had the we okay, so I've never seen this outside of WrestleMania before, and I don't know if you if you copped what I copped, right? Full on replays of the entire show. I that was weird. Never, I've never seen never that outside, outside of WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, why? Not why even, did they do that? Not even the Royal Rumble. No. It, it was was it just me that thought that was really bizarre? Do you know what it was? What? This whole pay-per-view even though it was less than three hours long this whole pay-per-view was 70 percent padding yeah you had you had all the stuff between matches like the interviews and the skits and all that you had all the voting stuff so every match had like so as well as the internet voting every match had like a cheer from the let's see what the audience thinks Oh, what do you think of option one? Hey, option two. Hey. Um, yeah, this was there was seven matches, I think. Seven matches, and we know that at least two of the matches were less than two minutes long. Mm. This was an awful lot of padding. So this is back two thousand four. Is that pre network? Oh yeah, no, the network was years I, away. Years away, have been pissed if I'd paid for this. Oh no, dude! You had to go. You had to get this on box office. I would have been <laughs> pissed. You had to get this on box office, yeah. What well, What was WWE pay per view cost you back then? Oh, um, I think it was about twenty euros. Oh, yeah, twenty euros, give or take. Yeah. Man, if I'd have paid, and, that, 20, and then it went 20. up twenty four euros. I remember. Yeah. Oh man, I'd have been absolutely ripping. Yeah. Well my, well, my parents bought it, but I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think I had to choose between this or the, because well, I was what sixteen, maybe. Um, so yeah, I think I had to choose between this or Survivor Series, so I didn't get Survivor Series. Well, hold on now. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. If you're sixteen, definitely. If if any of our listeners are sixteen, this is a great pay per view. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, if you're a yeah, if you're a 
dirty little 16 year old perv as we all were at 16 <laughs> this, is the, this is the paper this is well worth 20 euros everyone was uh, Jerry the King Lawler <laughs> uh, yeah we were Jerry the King Lawler was channeling every pubescent boy on the on the planet <laughs> um, but yeah man look I thought it was weird to see a full recap uh Again, I think it was just because of padding, because even still, it's not at the end of the show. It's in the middle of the it's show. so bizarre. It came in the middle of the, the show. came before the main event. Like Yeah. And I think this, it was... This like, whole you know show what? is... It's, when you really look into it, like it's so bizarre, isn't it? But you know what they could have done, right? I was going to say something. I'm like, wait, no, we've already seen who's backstage. Do you have like 12 lads backstage dressed ready to compete? Book a match. <laughs> if you have time over, book a match. Yeah, it's so strange that there's so many people there, but yeah, trouble filling filling time. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and and so, look, if you don't want to do like a really ridiculous stipulation match with one of your top guys, then do it with one of these mid-card guys who's doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, look, if that had been me, again, you know, booking a show from 20 years ago, thanks, Martin. Um, I would have been like, look, for one night only, we're going to bring back the hardcore title, or the European title, or the cyber title, right? Oh, perfect! And then there you go, and yeah, we're gonna have a battle royale with all these guys. Or the, sorry, the, p- the people's p- choice, on, people's yeah. choice title, yeah, something. Or yeah, something like that. And you're just like, right? Or even like, what title will we bring? Will we bring back? European hardcore or the people's choice cyber title or whatever. And then there you, you go. Know what? Do it like the Andre thing. Don't even yeah. make it a title. Just make it a trophy. A trophy or it's something. like a one off. You know. Yeah. But you know, I mean there was things they could have done, but just having that in the middle is like, okay, so it's made, so everything up to this point has been completely pointless. So if you just start watching what at two hours thirty, you're good. You've seen the entire show. <laughs> you know, it's 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 so weird. So look, the last the main event, and also the fact that the world title wasn't the main event was also very bizarre. I thought. Yeah, and again, I tried to find out why. I tried to find out if there was a, I don't know, a timing issue or what. But you think Triple H just wanted to go home? I mean, probably. Like, a, like this whole thing reeks of, let's uh, just get it done with. Yeah. Because I mean, that's you know, the only that's the only thing I can think about. Is just like, oh yeah, look. Because g- genuinely, look, I know none of us have much free time these days. But man, go back and watch um, this Tuesday in Texas. Yeah. Like, it feels like a pay per view. Yeah. This does not feel like a pay per view. Well, look on this, that. This point, feels like a house show. Oh, that's it. That's exactly. Oh my god, that's what it feels like. Yeah. That's this, what it feels like. Yeah, it feels like a house show. This is so bizarre. This is one of the most bizarre pay-per-views you've I've put. You've actually hit the nail on the head. That's what the feeling is. Yeah. A whole show. That's yeah. why it that's why it feels like impact. That's why it feels like WCW. Yeah. Like it feels like WCW trying, which is really pathetic. But <laughs> which is it, nearly even worse. Yeah. It's nearly worse. It's a you know, oh yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Even the way Coachman talks to the crowd, it's like that's a house yeah, show thing. It's that's like the what wrestlers, happens to house show. It's like the wrestlers are either out there having fun because they know none of this is canon and none of it matters, yeah. or they just want to get their spot over with and go home. Yeah, which is 
a house show. Yeah, a house show, yeah. <laughs> so look, with the main event, Randy Orton and Ric Flair, right? So what would you, what would you, okay, I understand why a Steel Cage match was picked because Steel Cages are fun, right? But what would have you, like, I wouldn't have picked a submissive match. What what would what have you would have went for? Would you want to went for the false kind of anywhere? I mean, like, so Ric Flair is 55 at the time. Yeah. You probably have to. I mean, now obviously the gay was going until last year, or well, going air quotes. Uh, I mean, you probably have to consider what his limitations are. I don't really like falls count anywhere. There's going to be an expectation that you're going to, at the very least, brawl through the crowd. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think cage match was probably the safest option. Do you think yeah, everybody and, had that idea as well? Where and like, also, yeah. it allows them to... It's it's probably the safest option, but it allows them to sell the pay-per-view as having a, a big deal on it. You know, a cage match is still... You know... Like, it's still in that era where a cage match is still a, a kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what the good options were here. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I thought they did. I thought they did well. Uh, they kept it short. They kept it intense. Um, you know, they got the they got the blood, whether they were blading or using blood packs, whatever it was. Um, look, nobody is ever going to go back and watch this again. But uh, I thought this was fine for what it was. <laughs> what I really liked. So we were talking earlier about how Benoit is amazing at selling, winning a title. Flair is amazing at selling, uh, being senile. Oh yes. <laughs> at the end of this match, where he can't stand and he's looking around him, he's looking like he doesn't know where he is, and he's <laughs> looking at Randy Orton like, "Who are you? Are are you here to pick me up for the for the bus?" <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I was expecting Randy Orton to, to RK at the, at the end of this match. Like the actual finish was great. Uh, the RKO out of nowhere, like it, it is. And I mean, here's the thing: if you're playing WWE uh, 2K, any of the 2Ks uh, from like 19 all the way up, um, always pick or the RKO as your finish in career mode because it's the best finisher because you can hit it from anywhere and it will always end the match. And end it from that, out of nowhere. Yeah, and that's kind of what match happened ended here. two days ago when you're at home having a shower, and then bang, RKO <laughs> out of nowhere, <laughs> you lose. But Retros- um, retrospective RKO. <laughs> <laughs> but the ending was quite good, and then as you said, yeah, he really sold the fact that he was kind of Elva, and I was expecting Orton to hit him again, but it just kind of ended in this weird thing where it's like they're face to face. It's like he's gonna kiss him. Kind of well, uh, looked, uh, then he pulled away. Was like, he's going to hit him? It's so no, weird. just standing there. It's this is so weird. It was, like, so. It was so weirdly intense. But yeah, I was like, it was like in, in the space th- of about twelve seconds, it was like three really different kinds of intense. Yes. So yes. Exactly. So for the first for the first four seconds, it was like really intense. Like, oh my god, is he about to RKO him? And for the next four seconds of intense, it was like, oh my god, is he about to call him an ambulance? <laughs> <laughs> for the next four seconds it was like oh my god is is he going to drop the hand <laughs> <laughs> honestly that's what it felt like it was like it went from being right he's going to hit him he's going to make out with him 
and they were standing there in a weird way and it's like he's gonna he's gonna have him committed like <laughs> <laughs> it was like and i think the storyline was they were he, he felt sorry for him but i'm also like okay i need more context than this and that's you know there was no it, what probably happened when this off when this went off the air was um you know someone walked out and they did something and everyone went home happy because we got a house show finish and i love the way you've identified that because i mean that's the missing that's the rosetta stone here <laughs> we got a house show finish that didn't have a house show finish there's supposed to be something that comes after it that makes this make sense and it just didn't happen so uh, do you know like, what okay. i would be interested so this is a raw pay-per-view yeah I would be interested to see that week's episode of Raw to see if they even reference this. Because I have a notion that they half-arsed this idea. Yeah. They got a small audience. Yeah. They got a dud of a buy rate. I'd say they completely did like a, a 1984 with this on the next episode of Raw and they don't even, they just scrub it from history. They don't even mention it. Here's one for you. Right, so the Steel Cage match was 10 out of 10 stars. From from whom? Well, it was from Slam Sports. Right. Yeah, and that's what, that's what, um, yeah, it, that seems to be what Wikipedia is going Slam with. Sports, an affiliate company of Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> the Lanzare pillow, pillow, uh, pillow Fight was rated <laughs> 0 out of 10 stars, which I think is unfair. I mean, you know, went home well, do you know what? I, I genuinely would have given them one star. One for the fact that, um, what's her name? Chris, Chrissy Chris, Hemi. Chrissy Hemi. She really carried that whole she thing did. against she did, yeah. a woman who like, looked like she had no idea why she was even there. Yeah. And two, the pair of them wrestled, wrestled in inverted commas, but the pair of them wrestled in heels. That's now, also true. That's also true, yeah. Which is, I mean, fair play to them. Exactly. And look, heels on their own are bad enough. Trying to rest. They didn't fall again. down. They didn't fall down at yeah, all. Really. Heels is tough enough. And then wearing heels, I would imagine, in a wrestling ring with the padding and all that, mm. I would say is even tougher. So I'd give them, I'd give them one star. So I do have the aftermatch, the aftermath here, right? So Evolution were put in charge of Raw after Bischoff took the night off. Triple H granted Ric Flair the match of his choice, and he wanted a rematch with Randy Orton. So uh, yeah, Orton. Oh, so they did reference it. Yeah, Orton accepted the challenge, and the winner would get um, the face Triple H for World Championship at Survivor Series. Orton did not receive the opportunity as he lost to Flair, and uh, yeah. So and there was also a follow up then with the old Snisky thing, and then a follow up with Benjamin Benjamin and Jericho, which was set up a feud with Christian and Benjamin. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then Lita would return to the women's division after this uh, with a feud with Lita. Uh, sorry, with a feud with Trish because uh, Trish called Lita chubby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So there what? we go. Because she was pregnant beforehand. So that's the yeah, that's the rationale apparently. She's not. The, I know. The whole story the, was she lost the baby. I know, but that's what Wikipedia says. So I'll tell you, if we are so. if we were ever to do a a room one oh one of wrestling, I think the first thing I'd put in there would be 
miscarriage angles. <laughs> they, they never, they're, they never get the kind of melodrama they want. They just always make me really uncomfortable. You know, like yeah, uh, yeah. It, everyone is just saddened by it. It's just everyone feels bad at the end of it. You know, it's like with yeah. the wedding. It's like a wrestling wedding. Someone's going through that table and the cake yeah. is going to get smashed. Someone's going through that cake. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know what's going to happen, but that's fine. Either you know, someone's going to get slammed into it or somebody's going to pop out of it. But yeah, the one ab- thing that is not going to happen that cake is it's going to be sliced and eaten. And enjoyed by everybody at the reception. That's not <laughs> enjoyed happening. Enjoyed by no. the guests. And one piece of it frozen and kept by the couple for 20 years. <laughs> exactly. And is the one thing that is not happening. No, everything else, but that's not happening. So yeah, I mean, look, I think maybe next week, Martin, do you want to do the next angle? The, the next yeah, yeah, next Taboo Tuesday, rather? Before we go I'm, back to I'm, our new arc? I'm up for a wee mini arc of okay. the next Taboo Tuesday and then Saber Sunday. What, what okay. do you think of that? Yeah, I think that's cool. Because, I mean, th- we've been threatening for these for a while. We're kind of in that post-WrestleMania um, period yeah. where we don't really know what's going on. So, uh, yeah, I we don't know what's fun. going on. WWE certainly doesn't know what's going on. No, so. they have no idea what's going on. And before we kind of set, we set Cody down Rhodes on, doesn't know what's going on. All I know is, Cody, if you're listening for some reason, one, you deserve it. And two, uh, be Stardust again. I sent, will be even. Uh, I sent Dara a picture from uh, Dynamite. This week's episode of Dynamite was amazing by the way it was a genuinely like i think tony khan looked at the raw after mania and said i'll show you how to do a raw after mania <laughs> <laughs> but um i sent dara a picture of it because somebody in the audience who was just like perfectly opposite the hard cam just had this big sign in the crowd that just said lmao cody <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I know is at the end of the day, you know, you don't, you don't mess with Triple H, and then go work for him. Don't know how you thought that was going to work out, but do you know I was so convinced that uh, Cody had in his contract that he wins the title of Mania. He probably did, but this sale might have actually changed everything. I mean, you know, that's the one. Like, I would have, I would have agreed with you. But I think the sale has probably changed the entire dynamic of WWE's legal environment completely. So, Co- Cody strikes me as if he has a bit of the the Bret Hart about him, where actually money is kind of secondary to his his legacy, where he would rather take less money and have great matches and win the title. Um, and I, yeah, I was convinced that part of him leaving AEW was that uh, he'd uh, he'd win in the main event WrestleMania. And but again, it doesn't really mean anything if the company doesn't exist anymore. I mean, who's he going yeah. to sue? <laughs> Titan, yeah. Titan Sports don't exist anymore, you know? It's like who are you going to sue? Um yeah. And, yeah, so, and and given that Endeavor own UFC, I'd say they have some very vicious uh, lawyers on on, on call on retainer. Yes. So yeah, I, I I think you could have been right. And as soon as that deal came in, they're like, okay, look, you play ball or you don't, you know. Uh, but look, we'll have to keep an eye on it. I think Cyber um, Taboo Tuesday and Cyber Sunday are going to be our next uh, mini arc, the, the interactive shows. 
and then we might jump back somewhere else. I'm thinking uh, I kind of got enamored with Lions Den matches again. So I have a good pay-per-view arc that we might do. Uh, fully Loaded 1998 might be the next one. Nice. Um, I'm not going to I don't even want you to Google that, Martin. Or I'm people not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to wait for you to send me the date and I'm going to put it into the into the network <laughs> as long as the network still exists. <laughs> I tell you, you better not take the network away. It doesn't make the show a lot, a, a lot, a lot more difficult. But like, uh, Martin, Martin, what did you think of the episode? I thought it was great on the 240p video <laughs> that I watched it on on Daily Motion. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we get out here? Yeah, we uh, WWE is not the only interactive uh, company out there. If you want to be part of our show get on Patreon and throw us a couple of euros and we'll take your votes and we'll listen to your half-baked opinions. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you can do that over on the wrestlingrewind.com. It will present you a link tree with all the links to contact us. If there's any show you want us to cover as well, we'll totally do it um, once we can find it. And uh, let us know what you thought. Who would, who would you have voted? What would you have picked in uh taboo tuesday or cyber cyber sunday um and we'll be back here next week on the wrestling rewind and on the radio because this one sure as hell wasn't going on the radio see you there guys <laughs> keep on that thank you for listening to a nerd to know media production 